Welcome to the Calvary Assembly Podcast, with weekly messages from the Calvary Assembly of God Church in Lexington, Nebraska. You can find out more online at lexag.org and on Facebook at Calvary Assembly Lex. Thanks for listening. We started a series last week called And, and it's the Holy Spirit and whatever that is. So we're looking at ways the Holy Spirit works in our lives, the roles that he plays in our lives. Because the Holy Spirit's a little bit of a mystery, isn't he? You know, we we know a lot about Jesus, we know a lot about the Father, but the Holy Spirit, people are kind of like, I don't really know. Uh, And I think it's because, you know, back in the day they called him the Holy Ghost and people were scared of that. (laughs) Like, boo, ah. So uh, we're, we're looking at who the Holy Spirit is in our lives. And this is something the entire Assemblies of God is doing. Uh, they've asked us as a movement to take these, these several weeks between Easter and Pentecost Sunday and just talk about who the Holy Spirit is because we want the next generation to know who the Holy Spirit is. We want these kids who are graduating high school to know who the Holy Spirit is and what he wants to do in their lives, the ways that he wants to operate. So that being said, I know when you guys grab your notes, I know some of you fill in the blanks ahead of time to see if you can guess it. I know when you grab that and you saw the Holy Spirit and evangelism, some of you went, Right? Because you're like, oh, it's another day to feel what? Guilty. Because we all know that Jesus gave us the great commission before he ascended into heaven and said, go into all the world and what? Make disciples. Preach the gospel. Make disciples of all nations. And we always know that that can sometimes be really scary, awkward, uh, intimidating. And sometimes we feel guilty because we're not really sure how to do that. Well, today I want to share just a little bit about, I want to take some of that guilt off because whose job is it to convert the person to Jesus? The Holy Spirit, right? The Holy Spirit convicts. The Holy Spirit leads, right? We just have to be obedient. So now I usually don't show two skit guys videos in a row, uh, but I found this video that was perfect for today. Uh, How many guys have ever blundered trying to invite somebody to church? You ever blundered? You ever blundered trying to share Jesus with somebody? You get all like, ah, right? So here's, a, here's an example of that. Day on the back nine for Joe McElvaney. If he does not sink this putt, he will not move on to Sunday tournament play. However, losing today may not be the worst thing for Joe, considering his love of the game is outweighed by his love for going to church with his family on Sunday mornings. He's a true inspiration for all of us here on the tour. Although, if he's knocked out of the tournament today, the real tragedy won't be that another Sunday will go by without Joe McElvaney advancing to the final round on Sunday. No, the real tragedy is that another Sunday will go by without him inviting his best friend in the whole world to church. You know, you'd think after all these years that Joe would consider the fact that his buddy Steve may want to go to church to cleanse himself from his selfish, sinful heathenry. But enough about that. Joe's got a 12-footer to sink here. Do you want to go to church with us tomorrow? Yeah. Joe seems a bit distracted today. He really needs to make this putt, or he's gonna have to buy his pagan friend lunch. Miss it!
Yeah, yeah, one more time. Encore. So, inviting people to church, talking to people about their relationship with Jesus can be awkward sometimes. It can be tough, right? So, but let me ask you a question. What do you do when you find something you really, really like, some kind of product that you really, really like? What do you do? You share it, right? You tell people about it. You know, most of you know I'm what's called an Apple evangelist. Um, I like Apple products. And so I have lots of friends that use Android and Windows, <laughs> lesser products. And so I'm always telling them, hey, look, this works way better, right? And it's because I suffered with Windows for years, you know, because, kidding. But, but when we find something we like, we tell people. When we find a restaurant we like, we tell people, right? And that's really all we're doing with Jesus. Hey, I found somebody that changed my life. I want to tell you about him. And, you know, in today's culture, Christians have kind of gotten a bad rap because people say, oh, you're just, what? You're intolerant. You're a bigot. You're all these things. And really all we're doing is say, Jesus changed my life. He can change yours as well. And so we see an incredible example of this in Acts chapter 8. So if you want to open your Bibles to Acts 8, if you have the YouVersion Bible app, if you hit that little more tab, there's a little, little thing that says events. You can click on that and the notes are all there. They'll show up there as well in the verses. You can read along in that. Romans, or Romans, Acts chapter 8. Romans 8 is a great chapter. This is Acts chapter 8, verse 26. So a little background here. Philip has been sent out and he's been sharing Jesus in communities. And there's this incredible revival going on. There's incredible stuff happening, and God is using him in Samaria. And we know that Samaria is a country that the Jews really don't care for. And so Philip went there and saw an incredible revival happening. And so he's been there just talking about Jesus and seeing people come to Christ. And then in verse 26, it says, As for Philip, an angel of the Lord said to him, Go south down the desert road that runs from Jerusalem to Gaza. So how much detail is that? Very little. Go south into the desert. What? Really? Like, I'm in a great, you know, I'm in a city, and, and Jesus, you're doing great things. And then this angel shows up and says, go south. That's all he told him. Just go south. And so, so he started out, and he met the treasure of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen of Ethiopia. The eunuch had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and he was now returning. Seated in his carriage, he was reading aloud from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The Holy Spirit said to Philip, go over and walk alongside and beside the carriage. Awkward, right? Oh, I'm just going to kind of walk along next to you as you're reading. Uh, but Philip ran over and he heard the man reading from the prophet Isaiah. Philip asked, do you understand what you're reading? The man replied, how can I unless someone instructs me? And he urged Philip to come up into the carriage and sit with him. The passage of scripture he had been reading was this. He was like a sheep to the slaughter. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb is silent before the shears, he didn't open his mouth. He was humiliated and received no justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, tell me, was the prophet talking about himself or someone else? So beginning with this same scripture, Philip told him the good news about Jesus. And as they rode along, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, look, there's some water. Why can't I be baptized? He ordered the carriage to stop. And they went down into the water and Philip baptized him. So we see that he was baptized. He came to faith because Philip was willing to share and so, and then it's kind of this funny thing. Um, they went down when they came out of the water. The Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. The eunuch never saw him again, but he went on his way rejoicing. So it's kind of got this, this funny ending where the Lord just kind of snatched him away. That would be really cool, wouldn't it? 
Um, some of us have been ready to take a test and say, Lord, please just snatch me away, you know, like you did him. You know, like, get me out of here. But it doesn't always happen. But this is an incredible model for us because Philip was willing to share Jesus with somebody who didn't know. So how do we do that? How does the Holy Spirit work in our lives to help us share Jesus with people? So, Lord, I pray this morning as we look into your word that you would speak to us. And, Lord, I pray that you remove uh, the fear and the guilt that some people are already feeling because we're talking about evangelism. And Lord, I pray you inspire us and challenge us and grow us today in Jesus' name. Amen. So the Spirit helps us when we hear and, what's that word? Obey. How many of you like that word, obey? We love it when we're, t- <laughs> some teenagers like, yeah, I love that. Uh, we love talking to our teenagers and our kids about obedience, right? Uh, we're not always real good about it as adults. But he helps us when we hear and obey. So hearing God's direction is integral, or hearing the Spirit's direction is integral to personal evangelism. Hearing the Spirit's direction is integral to personal evangelism. And we see this here with Philip. He just said, the Lord said, go south, out of town. Okay, I'll try. So he went. And then the Spirit came up and said, hey, walk alongside this carriage. And he did. He was willing to be obedient. So And the funny thing is he was in the middle of doing this great work in Samaria, but he listened. He was obedient. And so even though he was busy doing God's work, he was still what? Obedient. He was still sensitive to what the Spirit said. Now, how does God speak to us? Sometimes he sends an angel like he did with Philip, you know, very direct. Send an angel. Terrifying sometimes probably, right? We see in Scripture every time an angel showed up, they had to say, hey, don't be afraid. (laughs) I'm just here to talk. But... Sometimes he sends an angel. Sometimes he speaks to us through what? His word. Just like Kenny said to our graduates this morning. It's important to know the word so that we can hear God's voice because he talks to us through his word. Sometimes he talks through an inner voice. Sometimes it's a nudge. I remember one time I was driving back to college. I had taken some friends home for Thanksgiving break. We were driving back. It was the middle of the night. We are out in rural Missouri, like rural Missouri, like trees and trees and trees and trees and trees. And I saw a car on the side of the road, and I thought, you know, every horror movie starts just like this, right? <laughs> and so I drove around him, and I kept going. And you ever had when God just kind of grabs your gut and twists it around? You know, I was like, I knew I was supposed to go back and talk to the person. And I was like, that makes zero sense. You know, I had two friends with me. One was from California, one was from Michigan. And they are like, do not stop this car. Do not stop this car. <laughs> and so I turned around and went back. They're like, we're going to die. They're never going to find our bodies. You know, it's going to be unsolved murder. And so we went back, and it was actually somebody it was a, that needed their tire changed, and their tire tool didn't fit their lug nuts, and mine did. It was crazy. God did that. It, it was a divine appointment. It really encouraged the person. So sometimes he does that kind of grab your gut. Sometimes it's just a what? A still, small voice. And to hear that still, small voice, we have to be what? Quiet. We have to listen to his voice. So, so however God speaks to you, sometimes God will speak to you through people. And then be careful because some people will say they're speaking for God and they're only speaking for themselves. So always test it. But he will speak to us lots of different ways and it's up to us to be obedient. And guys, we never know what God is going to do in us and through us until we are obedient. Until we're willing to listen to his voice. And this works if you're an adult. It works if you're a college student, a high school student, a middle school student. Whatever it is, all different seasons of life, God is speaking to us, but it's up to us to listen. And so if Philip hadn't been sensitive to the angel and then hadn't been sensitive to the Holy Spirit, this never would have happened, right? This encounter would never would have happened. This person's life wouldn't have been changed that day. So 
It's up to us. And I know, guys, we're busy. I know we're busy. But maybe God keeps bringing a coworker up to you. You just can't get that person's face out of your head. You can't get that person's name out of your head. God is speaking to you. So be obedient. And so hearing God's voice, hearing the Spirit's direction is integral, but then also obeying the Spirit's direction is integral to evangelism. It's great to hear, but it's even better to hear and obey. You know, we tell our kids sometimes, did you hear me? Yes. Then why didn't you obey? (laughs) Because hearing is great. Obedience is better. And so we have to be willing to obey. And that's what Philip did. He took off. He went. He did that, and so we never know what he's going to do unless we learn to obey. So we have to listen to those little nudges. We have to listen to those big nudges. We have to listen when the Lord speaks, and then we have to do something about it. We have to obey. And then here's the big one. Instant and eager obedience is integral to personal evangelism. Instant and eager. And now you're thinking, yeah, right? <laughs> Instant and eager. One of the pastors I really admire wrote a book called Immediate Obedience. And he said that's super important to be immediately obedient. Because sometimes the Lord tells us stuff that's time sensitive, right? Sometimes he tells us things that we need to do then. So the angel told him to go when he went. And the, angel, the Holy Spirit said, hey, go up next to this guy's chariot. Okay. And he went up and he heard the guy reading from the prophet. So, and guys, here's the thing. Sometimes when God speaks to us and we try to do something, what do our friends say? You're nuts, right? God wouldn't tell you to do that. Why would he say that? Sometimes our spouses will say that. Why would you do that? Why would you give that amount of money to missions? Why would you go talk to that person? You don't even like that person. Why are you going over there? Sometimes our own brain says, don't do that. So we have to be willing to do that. Sometimes it's hard to explain those things. And, you know, the funny thing is Philip was way outside his comfort zone because this person was from where? Ethiopia. That's different than a Jew. Different nationality. He he was influential. He worked for the queen personally. I'm sure it was a very ornate chariot that he was riding in. Probably wasn't just a normal wagon. So he was way outside his comfort zone. And guys, sometimes God wants to use us way outside our comfort zones. A lot of times when the Lord prompts us to do something, it's not going to be something we're comfortable with. Because what do we tell Jesus all the time in our prayer time? Lord, I want to grow. Lord, I want to be used by you. But don't push me outside my comfort zone. <laughs> Lord, I really want to grow, but you know, I want to grow in this little circle here. But he loves to push us outside our comfort zone. I remember when I went on my very first, uh, second, very first college mission trip. It was my second mission trip ever. But we went to East St. Louis. I don't know if you guys have ever been to St. Louis. St. Louis is a cool city. East St. Louis is not. Like, you cross the river and you're in another world. Like, I kid you not, it is 75% of the buildings in that town are condemned. I mean, it is way outside my comfort zone. And so I was driving my car and we pulled up next to the place we were getting out. We were working in a youth center, reaching out to inner city kids. And I was like, please tell me we're lost. Please tell me we're lost. And we get out and like, hey, guys, we're here. (laughs) I was like, I'm going to die in here, you know. I'm a skinny white boy in a predominantly black neighborhood. And, you know, I talk weird because I'm from the south and I have no idea what I'm doing. But God took me completely outside my comfort zone, took all of us way outside our comfort zone. And he changed us because we were willing to help these kids. And, you know, I always had this one assumption of certain inner city areas. And God totally changed that. So he wants to push you outside your comfort zone. And so when we're obedient, he will. 
Listen to what James says. James chapter 1, verse 22 to 25. He says, don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. I'll read that again. Don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that set you free and you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. In other words, when we are obedient, God will what? Bless us. He will bless us for being obedient. And a lot of times that means moving outside of what we're comfortable with. A lot of times that means doing things that we're not really happy about doing, that we're not comfortable. So the Spirit's direction will help us. And then he helps us also when we take initiative to share. So guys, when the Spirit prompts us, we have to take action. When the Spirit prompts us, we have to take action. Now guys, here's the thing. So many of us feel guilty because we think, if I start talking about Jesus, they're going to ask me a question and I don't know what to say. You ever feel that way? I took five years of Bible college and I still feel that way sometimes. Right? Sometimes we're just, we're afraid of that. But you know what's okay to say? If you're talking to people about Jesus and ask you a question, it is totally okay to say, I don't know. Guys, really, it is. Say, I don't know, but I'll find out. And I'll come back and tell you. I'll find out. If you make something up, <laughs> it gets bad real quick. Right? Well, I don't know, but no, don't do that. Just say, I don't know, but I'll find out and I'll get back to you. I say that all the time. And so it's okay to say that. And guys, it's also okay if you tell somebody about Jesus and they don't decide to, to follow Jesus. Is that okay? Absolutely, because all he asks us to do is be obedient. You know, it takes a lot of times for people to, to be asked before they'll actually find Jesus. It takes a lot of times before somebody will come to church. So it's okay if they say no. So when the Spirit prompts us, we must take action. There are not many people that are going to come up and say, hey, will you tell me about Jesus Christ? Hey, will you tell me about how Jesus changed your life? No, we have to take initiative. And that's not always getting up on a table in the lunchroom and preaching the gospel. Actually, it's usually not that. You know, if Jesus tells you, go for it. But make sure it's him telling you. So, but usually it's just talking to people. It's just being normal. It's just showing them that you care for them. It's showing that Christians can reach outside their comfort zone, right? So it's just talking, and you'll be amazed what people say. Over half of people, they said, will actually go to church with you if you simply invite them. And so we have to take action. And, you know, we pray. We just say, Lord, would you give me, and it's something we call divine appointments. <laughs> will you just set up an opportunity for me to talk to somebody about you today? So... And that's what Jesus did with Philip when he bumped into this Ethiopian eunuch. The Spirit led him. The Spirit set that whole thing up. Do you think it was coincidence that he was riding down the road in his chariot at that exact moment? No. Do you think it was just coincidence that the Lord sent an angel and said, hey, go down this road into the desert where there's nothing else there? No. God set this up to speak to him because he cared for this Ethiopian. He cared for him and he sent them. And guys, God cares about the people in your life and he's going to send you to them. He cares about your neighbor. He cares about your coworker. He cares about the kids you sit next to in school. He cares about the people you're going to bump into at Walmart or in the DMV. He cares about all those people. And he cares enough that he's going to send you because you just might be the answer to somebody else's prayer. There might be a grandma praying for you. 
to be that person to go to them, even though you don't know them. There might be a mom or a dad praying for their kid who doesn't know Jesus, and he's going to bump you into them at school. You never know how God is going to use us until we are obedient. And the funny thing is, Philip didn't have to go to Ethiopia to talk to this eunuch. He was in Samaria. So a Jew was in Samaria, and Ethiopian was in Samaria, and God bumped them into each other then. So let's look real quick at this model. Philip gave us this incredible model for sharing about Jesus. And the first thing he did was he asked a question. Do you understand what you're reading? Do you understand that? And so, guys, sometimes the best way to start a conversation with someone is to ask a question. Just simply, hey, do you know what that is? Do you know what you're listening to? Do you know who this person is? Do you know this? Do you know that you can have peace in your life that you don't have right now? Do you know that whatever that is? So simply asking a question. But then if you ask a question, you have to do the next thing. You have to listen. Don't just ask and start talking. Ask and listen. And guys, so many times we feel like I have to have this monologue ready to share Jesus with somebody, right? And we're always told these things, and they work. You know, the Romans road to salvation, we walk them through. That's a great thing. You know, the share Jesus without fear, the, uh, what was the evangelism explosion, all these things, they work. But sometimes one of the best things you can do is simply ask a question and then listen to them. Hey, do you understand this? Hey, how are you doing today? Hey, what's going on in your life today? Hey, I notice you're not as chipper as you usually are. Anything going on? Hey, I notice you were sleeping in your car last night. Is there some way I can help? Just simply asking and then listening. And so many times we try to preload our responses, don't we? Try to have the next thing ready. Well, if they say this, I'm going to say this. If they say this, I'm going to say this. I am horrible at that. And you know, our younger generation has a really hard time with this. Because they're used to texting or instant messaging or tweeting or Instagramming or TikToking and all these things. You're used to having time to respond, right? And so if you ask a millennial or a Gen Z to make a phone call, they get really nervous because it's live. And you think I'm joking. I'm not. It is hard for them. Well, just out of curiosity, how many of you would rather do a text conversation than a phone call? I would. I'd rather do it. I'd rather, because then I have time to respond. I have time to think about what I'm going to say. I don't say as many stupid things when I can text, because I have this backspace key, right? <laughs> you ever send a text and say, wait, 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 wait. You know, you wish you could pull it back. Like, oh, yeah. Or autocorrect puts a bad word in there. You're like, wait, no. Oh, yeah, it happens. So he, he asked, and then he listened. And guys, this is so incredible. All you have to do is, hey, what's going on today? How are you doing today? Anything I can do to help today? And then listen to them. So he said, hey, do you understand what you're saying? He said, no, how can I unless someone explains it to me? And then he responded. He responded. He said, well, let me tell you about this Jesus that you're reading about. Let me tell you how God can give you peace in your life. Let me tell you how I can help you out of this situation. Let me tell you how our church can help you with this. Let me respond to you. And so he told them the good news about Jesus. And here's the thing, guys. You don't have to do it all on your own. The Holy Spirit will help you. Jesus even said, when you're brought before these people, I will give you the words to say. You ever had a conversation with somebody and you have no idea where that came from? It was the Holy Spirit doing that, helping you say those things. And don't worry, you don't have to be perfect. They don't expect you to be perfect. 
The Spirit helps us to know. And it's important to be prepared. It's important to know what you believe. But you don't have to have all the right answers. And then he gave him an opportunity to respond. The eunuch evidently put faith in Jesus and said, hey, here's water. Can I be baptized? Baptism was just a sign of repentance, sign of changing. So we give them an opportunity to do that. And here's the thing, guys. If someone, if you're talking about Jesus to them, talking about faith in them, they may not make a decision to follow Jesus right then. But be present in their life and give them opportunities to respond. The response may not be right then. It may not be, hey, here's water. Let me get baptized. Maybe, huh, let me think about that for a while. Huh, let me think about that. And as you know, I've said this a million times, but as a, as a Jesus follower, people are watching you. People are watching how you live your life. The kids at school are watching how you live your life. The people you work with are watching. They want to see that we're different. Because the world tells them we're just all the same, right? The world tells them we're just people who hate this and hate this and hate this. And that's one of the reasons that our church doesn't do protests. You know, people are, hey, come do this protest. It's like, I want people to know what we're for more than what we're against. We're for Jesus. We're for people, right? We want to help people. And so it's important for them to, to see that you care about them. And then that response may be way down the road. It may be years down the road. It may be your kids talking to them later on that, and they decide to follow Jesus. But, guys, we don't have to feel guilty. We don't have to know all the answers. All we have to be willing to do is be obedient and be sensitive and allow the Holy Spirit to guide us and direct us. I can't tell you how many times I've had people, you know, I've been around them, I've been around them a lot, and then I just simply ask a question, and they just completely open up. Like, wow, where did that come from? Because they're, they're ready. They just want someone to ask them a question. But I was always trying to monologue. I was always verbal vomit all over them, you know. Let me tell you about Jesus. All they want to do is me ask them a question. And then it gave me an opportunity to respond. So I'm going to ask the worship team if they'll come back up this morning. And if you're physically able this morning, would you stand with us? If you're at home watching, would you stand? Guys, I apologize at home. We didn't have notes for the message because our computer was actually in the shop getting fixed and we, we just got it back. So next week we'll get those up. But So we're going to take a moment this morning. We're going to pray. And I've been really praying as we're talking this morning, as we're going through this message, I'm praying that the Lord started bringing people to your mind. Start bringing people to your memory that you want to share Jesus with. Maybe it's someone that you work next to. Maybe it's someone that you live close to. Maybe it's someone in your family. But yes, the Lord is bringing those people to mind. And we're going to start praying for the Holy Spirit to give us opportunities. To give us those divine appointments to share Him with others. So... Would you pray with me this morning? Lord, I am so thankful today that you care for each and every one of us so much. Lord, you care for our coworkers. You care for our neighbors. You care for the people that we're in class with, that we're on a team with. Lord, you care about our family members. Lord, you care about all those people. And, and I know that you can use us because you told us to go into all the world and make disciples. And so, Lord, I pray that you would continue to give us opportunities to share Jesus. And Lord, help us to see those, to hear your nudges, to listen to those promptings you give us. Lord, I just pray you'd help us to see those opportunities and take those opportunities. So I'm going to ask you to close your eyes for a minute this morning. And as we here this morning, I've been talking about sharing Jesus with others. You say, you know, I, if I was honest, I really don't have a relationship with Jesus of my own. 
but I want to make that right today. I want to ask Jesus to forgive my sins. I want to ask him to make me new and to help me to have that relationship with him. I want to give you an opportunity to do that today. So if that's you, would you just slip your hand up right where you're at? We just want to pray with you this morning. I'll be here this morning and the Lord has brought somebody to your mind. You say, you know, I really want an opportunity to share Jesus with this person. Would you just raise your hand? There's somebody in my brain I'm thinking about, somebody in my heart. I want opportunities. Yeah, we're going to pray for opportunities. If you're today, say, you know, I want to be ready. I know I'm not real great at listening to the Holy Spirit's promptings, but I want to do better at that. If that's you, would you just raise your hand? We're going to pray with you as well. So I'm going to pray this morning, and if you want to pray about something, specifically one of these, you can come up and pray about that. If you have a need in your life and you want somebody to meet you up here and pray for you, come up front. Somebody will come up and pray with you as well. So Lord, right now I lift up these who raise their hands. Lord, those who who have a certain person in mind. Maybe it's a coworker, maybe it's a family member, maybe it's someone at school. But they have a person then they're asking for opportunities. Lord, would you bring those to pass? Would you bring those divine appointments? And Lord, would you give us the right words to speak when we come into contact with them? Lord, I pray for those who said, I wanna be better at hearing the Holy Spirit's voice. I wanna be better at being obedient and responding immediately. Lord, would you help us to be more sensitive to you? Because I know it's a process. I know it's a learning curve. Lord, help us to do that today, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to close out with a song here. Uh, If you want to come up and pray, someone will come up and meet you up here this morning.